0: So much- You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello and welcome to You Beauty. Happy Saturday! I'm Kelly McCarran, and I'm very excited to be here today because it is the third episode in our special hair health series with Dyson. I have been trying to implement everything I've learned so far, and I do think my hair is a little bit less bin chickeny and more babin. So make sure you go back and check out the last two eps if you missed them, because they're wildly informative and wildly helpful. Today, my questions are directed at the very impressive Michael Kelly, who specializes in coloring and education. Michael, welcome to your beauty. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So, Michael, you specialise in choosing the right colour for different skin tones. So for those wondering like, oh, what am I going to do at home, what are your top tips?
1: It's really tricky these days with people and skin tones because not a lot of people are actually wearing their authentic skin tone. Makeup and tan really can be a little bit of a distraction. However, I do find that in my experience with colouring hair, For almost two decades now is I try to generally go for colors that are quite neutral, even those slightly warmer shades often suit most complexions. I find that when you kind of pivot too far into either too cool or too warm, then they kind of aren't as complementary for people's skin tones. You just kind of want to stick with anything that's going to make you look a little bit alive.
0: Oh, I think that. Such a good baseline to go off. All right, so speaking of like coloring and skin tones, so Michael, can you pick five celebrities? I want you to pick five celebrities who you think they've got the perfect shade of hair for their skin tone.
1: Blake Lively has the best hair in the world.
0: Hi, I'm Serena. When's the party?
1: It's so beautiful. Like the volume of it, the thickness of it, the density of it. She always has her color looking so perfect, even when she was pregnant and she was growing out her natural root because she wasn't wanting to put chemicals on her scalp, which is completely fine to do, by the way, if you are pregnant and wanting to color your hair. But she was just doing it cold turkey. And she even looked good with like eight inches of regrowth. I would say Margot Robbie always nails it.
0: I did my own hair actually, because it was too expensive to pay someone through my makeup and hair. So I picked
1: whether she's like a deeper shade of like honey or she's a creamier shade of blonde with a fringe like she always looks so good. I think she's definitely a perfect example of what a a good blonde should look like. Kaya Gerber.
0: Hey, I'm Kaya Gerber. You
1: know, like more minimal deep brunette with a soft highlight she's doing it right like her highlights start kind of more from that midsection and kind of like elongate down to her ends and i think she looks really gorgeous and she's sporting something which is a little bit more richer warmer i absolutely love her haircut as well i think that texture and that length is so good on her Haley bieber obviously you guys know like she's goals of all lifetimes
0: it looks very
1: But what i really love about her hair is that it's super rich and it's super shiny so she really does embody that golden chestnut with some very subtle variation it's not too heavily colored it doesn't look too piecey and i think you can see like her skin just always looks so illuminated her eyes just always look so fresh and it comes from that gold that she does have and then my all-time favorite is julianne moore
0: we have a little house at the beach and i just really let myself go and i just like to rock my summer hair
1: i just love her so much she always just gets it right i mean she's a woman who probably close to her 60s i know she has gray hair because i know her colorist and the good thing about her copper hair is that All of the tones suit her complexion. It never looks artificial, even when it is super bright or super strong for like an event or something. It still looks like it's passable, like it could be her real hair colour.
0: What is your all-time favourite celeb hair transformation?
1: You know Dakota Johnson, how she always kind of like goes from lob, long bob, up to a little bit shorter, but she always has that fringe perfect, like that choppy, textured, slightly cheek banging fringe, it's not too dense, it kind of has that like scruffy kind of like movement and visibility of her forehead. She always looks so good. All the clients that I have coming in, they're always bringing in her shaggy kind of fringe as a reference point.
0: Many of our listeners do get their hair coloured. I personally like to get my roots done probably a little bit too often, every four to six weeks. So what are your top tips for minimising the damage for us frequent foilers?
1: I have a, a culture amongst my clients. I won't do a frequent foil. It's just not part of the way that I do hair, the type of hair that I do. So I love to see my clients every 10 to 12 weeks at minimum. Because I believe that you're able to create a softer grow out working with the natural hair and kind of giving a little bit more longevity to the color. Everything is so expensive these days in the world, and I'd really love for them to get more bang for their buck and still have beautiful looking hair. And also, like the more you color your hair, the more you overprocess it. It's just straight up facts, right? Bleach is not a conditioning agent. So if you're working on a minimal regrowth and you're constantly attacking that regrowth, the bleach is just going to build up and up and up. And soon you just, you know, like you then will find you have dehydrated hair, which then can lead to breakage, which can then lead to all sorts of dilemmas. Obviously, if you're just touching up your roots, if you've got a few grays like that, four to six week rotation is perfect, right? Blondes doing that super frequent, must get my roots done because I'm a slave to that line, I think that you should come and see me and I'll get you on the right track.
0: What about overall style maintenance? So let's talk about style, but we want to keep that healthy hair. So what products should we be using and what should we be avoiding?
1: Definitely a really good shampoo and conditioner that's been given to you by your professional. Take it from the expert, get their advice, And remember that um, shampoos and conditioners are often like antibiotic prescription. So you don't need to stay on the same one all the time because the hair really does go, cool, this shampoo has active ingredients, it's doing its job. Now I'm healed from that. So let's move on. I really do believe in, you know, like swapping out your shampoo every three to five months. I then think you want to be able to nourish and moisturize your hair especially if you are blonde, or especially if you are exposing the hair to different elements of heat, whether it's a blow dryer heat or a iron or a hot tongue or whatever you're using, but you wanna be able to have like a nutritive oil to kind of help you build up that barrier of protection. And then I would say absolutely a once a week moisture mask definitely gonna help you out. The more nourished and hydrated, the hair is, the less likely that it is to snap. There was a really big misconception around strong hair is hair that needs to be full of protein, but too much protein built up into the hair actually can make the hair so strong that in fact it becomes more brittle. Just stick to the routine, you know, shampoo twice all the time. Follow on with your conditioner once a week, do your hydration mask. Use your like nutritive oils frequently and keep it simple.
0: I love that. And I think that everyone who hates like stupid 10-step routines is really going to enjoy that advice. So, Michael, you've sort of touched on it, but at the end of every episode in this series, we've been asking our guests to give us three easy at-home hair tips for maintaining healthy hair.
1: The hot tools that we use in our hair really do make the biggest difference. Bleach. As I just said, it's not a conditioning agent. The more you use it, the more you build it up, the more dehydrated the hair becomes, the more unmanageable it becomes. Mm. But heat is the number one leading factor to hair damage and breakage. Really choose the tools that you use. Myself, I partner with Dyson because all of the technology that goes into their tools really allows for a limit on how much heat is placed on the hair none of the Dyson tools will ever be able to take you past a safe point of styling to not burning your hair. But I do say that any of the audience listening, that if you don't have your Dyson tools, have a look at what you do have. Make sure that your blow dryers, you're always cleaning your filters. If it's full of hair or dirt or whatever it is, it just means that all the air inside the blow dryer is pumping out piping hot air which will then lead to lots and lots and lots of stress put on your hair when you put your hand on the blow dryer if the filter's full you won't be able to touch air coming out of the blow dryer it would be way too hot for your hand if it's too hot for your hand it's way too hot for your hair and just the way that you would obviously clean it is um, just hot soapy water with a toothbrush
0: well thank you so much for joining us michael you've been an absolute delight pleasure thank you so much for listening to this very special episode of you beauty i hope that it's made your saturday a little bit brighter stay tuned for our final episode of this capsule series and in the meantime stay warm and enjoy your healthier hair